Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B R A G G L E Y. You can also find me in Lot 2, as many of you have, and I appreciate it. Um, not here with us, uh, believe it or not, shocking, out of town, can you believe it, just neglects his family at any cost, uh, Brandon not with us on this one, but with us, as always, sometimes, most of the time, producer Seth, if you haven't done it already, you can block him, he's a nice guy, but he just just block him on Twitter, just do it, just for the heck of it, um, it's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5, what's up, Seth? Um, Just like... I you I am a little weather uh, under the weather and we are going to really come on strong in the second half and blow this thing out. So let's see. <laughs> you're, you're not starting very strong. Uh, no, no, no. We're great. We're going to rally. Appears to be monsooning in your basement. Right now. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we're here to talk about the victory. That's two in a row. Two and oh, Indiana Hoosiers final score, Idaho 22, Indiana 35 game. Not that. I don't know. We'll talk about it. It was weird. Um, it wasn't. Quick, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yes. Yes. Um, it was for a minute, but then it, it wasn't for a few minutes. And then it, it almost was again. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Um, okay. Real quick. Usually we record this on Sundays. Um, but again, due to people like leaving the country and leaving their wife and child behind, um, we are here where we're at. And uh, we are recording on Monday night. So I've got some press conference notes now. We don't have to talk about it on Wednesday night when we record the preview for Western Kentucky. So um, Tom Allen was, uh, for lack of a better word today, Seth, he was still pissed. Um, Some of the quotes, uh, he was pretty clear about that after the game. And when I say that, I mean, he doesn't swear, but he pretty much said he was pissed. Just basically talking about, setting expectations. And I don't know if you've seen it and IU media maybe shouldn't have released this one, but they released the locker room fight song video. Like they do after every victory. And I'm not sure they should have released this one because it will, you could cut the tension through a video in that locker room. Uh, it, it was, no, they should, have, they should have shared the one that I, uh, that I posted, yes. which by the way, yeah. congratulations. I think that's the most likes on any tweet on the LEO podcast handle. So you now own number one and number two. So the original Endinia was, uh, come on. I do love how I, you know, I sent you a video of them doing this last week in a much bigger game. Didn't quite get the same reaction as it does against Idaho. So, um, yeah, again, as I said, he was very upset too about the sec, not just the whole game, but the second half too. Um, where we outscored them 35 to 12. He was still very mad and to the point to where he said, I'm not happy, still not. So 
his thing is is all about be, is is start and finish, and they they didn't really start until the rain stopped, and then they didn't really finish, from what I understand. So I left uh, at thirty five. 16 35 16 wow. i think after the big shivers breakout but um i don't know if you caught any more of the press conference or not um walt bell a lot of compliments for walt bell a lot of compliments for sean shivers um i did a whole section on mccullough uh that's pretty much it that i remember ba- uh baz was pretty good at the beginning real short um, but it, it seemed like it was all business. There was no celebrating two and zero. It was all all business and trying to fix mistakes and um, move on. So let's talk about what went right, and then we'll talk what went wrong. Um, so for me, Seth, what went right? The offensive line uh, right. was great. Uh, they were no again one sack in two games so far. Um, and the one sack that we gave up, we talked about this the other day, was not really a, a, a sack. It was a coverage sack, if anything. And, and he had five seconds to throw it away. Yeah, uh, he could have thrown it away. Outside the so, pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say they're probably at zero sacks against one pretty decent defensive end set and then a pretty good set of FCF's defensive ends as well. So, um, yeah, Luke Haggard that also. linebacker you mentioned was good. He was good. Yeah, uh, he was there last five, year, too. Five, I forgot. Or whatever. Yeah, number yeah. two. Uh-huh. They had a dude too. I when I went back and rewatched some of the plays, um, they've got a ton of transfers on that team. One of them's a Notre Dame transfer. They've got a bunch of Washington State transfers. Um, but yeah, I was back to the offensive line real quick, and then we'll go over what went right for you. Uh, Luke Haggard is, I guess, getting graded very highly in his pass uh, blocking by I'm assuming PFF, um, just what I was told in passing by today, but. Uh, all of them are, to be honest. And uh, I think we might talk about that a little bit later on stock up, but um, you want to add anything on the offensive line and then give your, what went right? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think that was a strong point. Uh, I think you expected that against the the opponent, um, but you know, you always have to be able to prove that over the course of a game. So I think they did. And any progress at this point, I think is definitely a plus. Um, for me, I thought the big thing in a game like that that has just a uh, monsoon crazy effect is the injury bug because mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can twist or turn or whatever um, because the footing is so poor, um, lots of sliding around. And it didn't seem like I think there may have been one injury that could I, I, I don't know, but th- there was no major obvious injuries where anybody had to be carted off or, uh, you know, where you had to have a a live ball timeout or not sorry, a dead ball timeout to uh, get a guy over to the sideline. So um, have to be positive in that kind of situation where didn't seem like anybody went down. And again, because, you know, I'm using this as the, the offensive line as a jumping off point because um, that was obviously the one area where there was an injury last week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good thing not to see any major injuries, at least maybe some tweaks along the way, but I didn't see anything that really stood out. Um, yeah. And the second half is my other thing that went right, man. I watched probably the majority of the first half in the concourse on a little 32 inch TV that they had hanging up. Like <laughs> that was tough. And, and just, it was a, just a bad first half, but the second half, the rain stopped the outscore Idaho 35 to 12 um, could have been worse, probably should have been worse. I mean, they could have, they should have just scored at the end just to score. Um, 
and to cover my spread yeah and to cover my live spread. my live bet of minus 16 and a half yes they should have done that just for you or maybe not give up a 71 yard touchdown or whatever it was poor tackling and everything else that, that tom allen i don't know if you saw that replay or saw it live saw him live Ooh, he was fired up on the sideline yeah that that was my tweet uh coach tom allen's fired up that was what that was in relation to he was not pleased yeah he I, was I, I, right in front we of were, him it happened yeah. i was gonna say we were in a spot where we could hear every word he was saying very clearly um <laughs> and again he doesn't swear but he sure gets his point across clearly oh yeah oh yeah um yeah, because you're talking about all of the reported attendance, 46,785,000 people um, must have been gone by then for you to be able to hear him. So um, <laughs> most of them were gone by the end of the first half, if not by the end of the first quarter, because, man, the weather was awful. So um, let's talk about what went right. I'll start. There it is. Rain. Wrong. I, I just put or what went wrong. Sorry. Yeah. And ooh, dude, I just I hate rain games. Like I don't mind. a some mist give me some snow i'll deal with snow if i need to just totally ruined whatever game plan we did have i'm sure we still stuck to the scripted plays and it's just they moved the ball fine they just you know everything just wasn't as smooth and didn't click the way it's supposed to um and then yeah you looks like you've added one here but i'm let me go ahead and take one from you uh and then i'll let you do yours but and you called it during the game this is a shout out to you wheel routes went wrong because yeah. we couldn't cover Especially a wheel out of the route. backfield. Yeah. If we, if it was a, uh, what would you call it? I guess a three, three personnel, maybe, I don't know, with three tight ends and three running backs and they only had one person out. And I don't think that works like that. No, no, yeah. Let's say it has a three, two, <laughs> give me a three, two personnel. Give me goal line personnel, I formation. And you only have one person going out in coverage or in, uh, into a route. Our defense couldn't cover that if it was a wheel route. Couldn't do it. Impossible. Um, scored two of their of their three touchdowns on a wheel route. Yeah, not a big fan of that. You sure. called it every time. There. Oh, here he goes. Boom, touchdown. So. Yep. And then and then the one the one touchdown that didn't come on a wheel route, and they had the one that got called back too. Don't forget, mm-hmm. um, was because of poor tackling. Um, that was that. It was a simple. Uh, the outside receiver ran a streak. The inside receiver did a simple out. It's the most basic play you learn in NCAA football 2014 or any version of Madden. Um, Monster had a huge cushion on him. Uh, the out route didn't make the tackle. And then it kind of he incidentally kind of blocked. I think it was Noah Pierre. Maybe I can't remember who the other guy was out on the edge. Um and it was just a, it was completely out the back end immediately. Um, so, so tackling, and again, you know, we're going to talk about the rain, the rain affects tackling. I hate to admit it, you know, as a former player, it's always easy to go to that excuse. Oh, he's so slippery. Well, now he's wet. He's even more slippery. And that's going to affect the kicking game as well. And I think that's the two areas where you saw it most, uh, most affected. Um, so definitely the rain, the wheel routes, tackling issues. These are all things you expect to see early in the season. So there's nothing here that are glaring red flags that you need to be tremendously worried about. Um, though obviously coverage issues or something that you want to sure up as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's it for what went wrong. What went right. We'll get right into the stocks. Uh, we are chugging right along. So, um, stock up. I've got two, looks like you've got two, basically. I'll just, uh, I'll start with the most obvious one is gotta be Sean Shivers. I think you actually saw, um, 
a legit running game plan on Saturday. 20 carries, 155 yards, one touchdown. One of them was a 40-something yarder um, after an onside kick, the very first play. Showed a ton of burst, showed a ton of, of juke, a bunch of ability to break tackles. Um, I mean, he averaged, let me get that average real quick. I want to say it was seven yards a carry or pretty close to seven yards a carry. Over seven and a half, yeah. Yeah, yep. seven and a half yards a carry. Uh, just sharp. And Josh Henderson, One too. Thing. I mean, quick shout out to Josh Henderson. He looked, there you go. He looked like not what I thought Josh Henderson was going to look like. Like he, he looked quick and he looked dynamic and, and, and strong. So to have a bigger backup like that, I think that's nice. Yeah, they complement each other very well. The thing I liked about Shivers is not just the explosiveness that he had on that touchdown run. There was he had to be very patient to allow that hole to mm-hmm. develop, mm-hmm. allow the flow to essentially overcommit, it seemed like. Yeah. And then he just snuck then, out boom. the middle. Yep. And and his zero to sixty was dynamic. Yeah. If you guys haven't really watched that, I watched it probably two or three times yesterday. Um Seth's right. He does. He sits. He almost Le'Veon bells it for a minute. He kind of just sits and sits and sits. And, and does a dead, it and then, like boom. a dead leg. Yeah. He's yeah. like, uh. and then hits that. He saw the hole and that was it. It was over. I mean, he ran like somebody was chasing him. Somebody was trying to chase him, but nobody was in 20 yards. I don't think so. Um, and I just wish he would have executed the high five a little bit better with the cop at the back of the end zone. I'm going to blame it on the police officer, not Sean, not Sean. So um, my next one's a real quick one. Uh, the offensive line, but specifically um, Parker Hanna. Uh, again, the fact that we don't talk about him is a good thing. Um, and I mean, honestly, they were they were good again. I mean, I didn't feel like there was much pressure, if any pressure, um, that was really brought on him. I don't know. I can look up that stat real quick, but uh, at least in game action, I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't I don't remember, remember seeing. Any, did they have any QB hurries? They had. Zero QB hurries on the day, zero sacks. Um, they had three TFLs, but you know, everybody's gonna get a TFL every now and then. But um, yeah, I mean they were they were controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, so yeah, shout out to the offensive line, which is nice. Again, granted, you have to take this with a little bit of a grain of salt, but man, Idaho was not what I thought. Man, they were decent, they're a decent squad for FCS. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing to mention here is they are sticking with a pretty much a five-man rotation on that offensive line. Last year, we oh, I can't count how many tweets I had about, oh, they have a, a different combination out there. And it wasn't because of health issues always. It was just because they were mixing and matching or trying to figure out a, a group that worked well together. Um, you're the one who mentioned, I think they were subbing in at left guard, I think a couple of times, but that was really about it. Yeah, and they Coyle were really, Benson, I think maybe, yeah, I think that was right. Weaver and Benson maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, they were sticking with the main five and really trying to develop a chemistry and a rapport together. So I liked that. And I think that while you obviously highlighted how it was effective in the in the running game, what I noticed uh, was in the passing game, it really helped them develop a skinny post game. They hit it probably four or five times. It's not quite a slant. It's, you know, a few more steps before you get inside and it's not a deep post where you stay, you know, you stay a streak as long as possible and then break middle. It's kind of that in between uh, in game and they hit it for McCauley uh, on a really nice route. 
Um, they hit it to camper a couple times last week and this week again, uh, I can't remember who they followed up. Was it DJ Matthews on the touchdown? Um, it, it seems to be their pass route that they feel most comfortable with at this point. And what I think, um, kind of my stock up went to essentially Walt bell on that because he diagnosed and play called, uh, to a strength where he spotted an advantage and maximized it and went to it, went to the well over and over again. Sometimes you're afraid to, if something works, you're like, okay, well, clearly they're going to pick up on it and prevent me from doing this again. They never prevented it. And so he just kept going back to it. And, uh, the other guy I want to give an honorable mention shout out to is AJ Barner on that long TD. He had, he absorbed what I thought was going to be a huge hit. He just kind of, I mean, yeah. they almost just hit each other instead like of him. Three dudes, yeah. Uh-huh. It's all around three dudes. And then yeah, and then he out. had he had plenty to get to the end zone. Um, and I think that was something that I expected to see a lot more out of him, even though, you know, in all honesty, I think I expected him to be more of a red zone target. Um, but I think we saw that he had the athletic skill to make big plays. And his evolution is going to be key to how this team improves over the season. In order to hit their ceiling, they're really going to make sure that he has to come along and I've said it before, I'm just going to keep sticking with it. Um, AJ Barner showed something. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to say I called him out, but I was really hoping to see it. And, and he delivered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going through some of the stats. And I mean, the offense is, the offense is, is not the problem. Well, I'm not even going to say the offense isn't the problem, but maybe, maybe not in this game. I mean, again, they drove down the field. They got down to the one. Uh, yeah. They got stopped again. That's going to happen every now and then it's second game of the season. You got to work some out, some of the kinks out, Um, you know, that happened, but then you miss two field goals. You figure they score on any of those. That's 13 points. You're up worst case, 13, 10 at halftime. And then you added 13 onto this and, and, you know, everybody's happy. There's no questioning about things. It's a smooth ride the whole way. So um, again, they beat us in time of possession by 15 minutes, but we dominated almost doubled them in rushing. Um, you know, they passing was nobody was great. 204 to 197, um, you know, total yards, 436 to 330 first downs for IU 21 first downs, almost a first down a minute uh, as far as time of possessions go or time of possession goes lost the turnover battle still never really felt like we were under threat and which they shouldn't against a team like Idaho. I mean, honestly, they've improved a ton uh, the talent level between last year's team and this year's team just based on watching it against IU is is through the roof the difference um got a, a heck of a looking coach um as well and um yeah so it, it, they they could do pretty well I don't I think that this is a it's still a good win a good solid win again you just look at the second half alone you put a 35 spot down on anybody that's pretty impressive so and that's with two two extra points that were missed. So yeah, and b- before we move on to uh, to defensive stock ups, the one thing I want to mention about time of possession is the the tempo that Walt Bell's offense is running at is really going to affect the time of possession a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you really hope to see is that the amount of plays and the pace of the plays wears down the team, insofar as typically a longer time of possession would wear down the team. You know, yeah. late in the fourth quarter, so it's a different strategy. Um, and I think the time of possession might be a little bit misleading moving forward when you start looking at well, but Walt Bell's offense moving forward. Yeah. So this is super interesting. Um, so here are the touchdowns. This is all second half. You've got eight plays, 70 yards, two minutes, 48 seconds. 
four plays, 64 yards, one minute, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, five plays, 72 yards, one minute, 43 seconds. It's so small. Six plays, 41 yards, two minutes and 36 seconds. One play, one play. 48 yards, yeah. eight seconds. And then the end of the game, to put it away, 11 plays, 33 yards, five minutes and 51 seconds. So again, should have scored With on that one just to add to the it. second team offensive line and Jalen Lucas and, uh, and was it Holloway? Howland. It was Howland. Howland. Yeah. Trent Howland. Um, who that dude, I'm telling you, man, and just looking at him in person in his pads and everything looks like a monster. And then just to see him out there running the football looked pretty good too. two carries for 12 yards. You know, what are you going to do? Six yards, a, a pop. Everybody looked good. I mean, the average rush, um, was well over five, six point six yards per carry, and that's including the sack. Or I'm sorry, uh, Bass has one for minus four. They didn't consider it a sack, but um, and then you've got the kneel down too, which they also throw in there. But yeah, the rushing game was nice. But let's talk uh, defense real quick. Um, there's one glaring stock up, and and I'm not sure his stock could have gone up higher, but it it, it did. Uh, he may be legit, Seth Deshaun McCullough. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah. Holy cow, dude. The, the one handed sack. Um, I believe it was pretty, it was pretty critical. It was the one I think that kept them to 10, nothing instead of 14, nothing. Um, in the first half, he got through, he got juked by the quarterback, maintained one hand on him and brought him down with one hand. Um, he, he the TFLs were crazy. Let me see if I've got a stat for him. He's got five. He had five tackles, three solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, a quarterback hurry. It, again, caused chaos. <laughs> What's up? Nothing. I, that that's exactly that's what he was. You're yeah. right. He was in the backfield all the time. There was a specific TFL he had that he was front side end against a design backside cutback run. Mm-hmm. He evaded the block, got low, trailed the entire offensive line behind the line of scrimmage, like sneaky stealth mode, and tackled the running back in the weak side B or C gap for like a two-yard loss. Mm-hmm. That combination of size, speed, lean, flexibility, and play diagnosis is so rare and special. And I don't know what the, I don't know where it came from, but that is not normal. And I think you need to, I think people need to know that that is not something that normal human beings, normal athletes can do. This guy is special. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it just, just love it. Whatever you see from him, just love it. Hopefully he continues to make big plays against bigger um, caliber opponents. Again, I think he's going to be a big difference maker in Saturday. I think having somebody that can that is quick that can rush a quarterback in a quick throw, quick paced offense like Western Kentucky is going to have. I don't want to spend too much time on them right now, but um, yeah, they they didn't change. That's all I'm going to say, except they run the ball a little bit more. But we'll talk about them in a couple of days. Um, that's it for stock up. Let's go stock down. Um, again, the defense didn't play that bad, so I don't want to just say he was the only good player on defense. But that's it for me as far as anybody that really stood out. Um, top tackler on the day was Jalen Williams, which I think we'll talk about here for a different reason. Cam Jones was good again. Aaron Casey, really good again. Um, Aaron Casey with a half sack, one and a half tackles from loss, 
So good players all the way around on the defense. And I thought they played fine. Um, Stock down on offense. I don't have anybody, but I did pick Chuck Campbell from the special teams. Um, I didn't think anybody on offense really was that bad. I thought maybe Anderson Kobe could have been thrown in there again. But again, you know, he had a ball slip through his hands in a rainy game. So that's hard to blame a whole lot. But that was really the only miscue that I noticed. Um, But Chuck Campbell, uh, automatic all the time. Again, I walked away from both kicks that he should have made. I don't know what happened. I haven't watched them on TV. I don't know how bad they were. Um, But, dude, they were close kicks. They were, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a kicker. I don't know what it's like to kick in the rain, um, but dude, disappointed. Well, that's all I'm going to say. As watching the Bears game yesterday, our punter, a rookie punter who is the holder, got a 15-yard personal foul for trying to dab water off the playing surface before a field goal, and it was going to be like a 49-yarder, so the 15 yards pushed us completely out of range. Um Apparently it's hard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I it's hard to you know. Uh, I don't know. I think it's completely justifiable that under those elements, <laughs> that you know, the the snap isn't going to be easy. The hold isn't going to be easy, and sure as hell, the footing on a kick is not going to be easy. Um, but you know, if uh, if there was one weakness, that certainly was it. And um, we give Chuck all the praise in the world. He's he's the best special team player on the team. Uh, he's been consistent. Um, but but Saturday was not his day, and I'm I have the confidence in him that he's going to bounce back and be a solid contributor moving forward. But um, yeah, just the combination of elements and performance was not up to task. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to spend too much time on stock down in general, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a stock down to one of the beer ladies. Um, she made me feel really bad for no reason. I as I said, I spent the majority of the of the first half in the concourse watching the TV just all sorts of depressed um, trying to hide any sort of negativity. I had, I don't, here's what happened. Okay. (laughs) We gave up what I thought was a touchdown and it turned out to be, was it brought back? Yeah. Brought back. So I didn't legal formation. Maybe didn't even know it. So I, I see them score on, on the TV and the concourse. I immediately head to the bathroom because I have to go to the bathroom anyway chucked my beer from the entrance of the bathroom across the bathroom into the trash can. I mean, it was a direct Randy Johnson, 90 mile an hour fastball right in there. And uh, yeah, no birds in the bathroom. So, and so that miss beer lady is why I came back to you so quickly. It was because I threw my beer in the trash can on my way to the trough. Okay. So that's what was going on. But yeah, she made it very clear that I didn't, I just see you. Yes, you did. And I ordered a different drink this time. And you asked me about it. I thought you just ordered a beer. I did. And now I want a seltzer because we're losing to nothing. I need to switch it up. So, um, yeah, that's my stock down for her. Uh, I'll let you go. Stock down off or uh, defense. Yeah. So I had the one uh, injury issue that I that I think may have happened, but I don't want to speculate too much, um, was it looked like monster. I don't know if it was a shoulder. He had he was kind of leaning weird a couple times. Um, and so I, I don't think he had his best game. And I, I'm really hoping to see I didn't do enough research on this, but I want to see if he's going to be on the injury report moving forward. Um, 
again, I don't think it's anything major, um, but there was there was a little hitch in his giddy up, and I'm, I hope he bounces back pretty quickly. Yeah, no word about that today, um, but they didn't. Nobody really asked that much from what I've seen about injuries. So, um, yeah, mine's big play J or no play J. Really, I thought he was burned. I and I don't like to do that to, to the college kids, but he's been around long enough. He can he can take it. Um, he got burned a lot, and uh, it was kind of bad. I mean, I don't know if it's a scheme thing, but I can't imagine with the, with what Coach Wilt and Coach Allen want to be doing that they do want to be playing that far off of somebody running an inside slant. That's very obvious that that's all they're going to run the entire game. Um, yeah, was not impressed with him. Again, led the team in tackles. He had one pass defended, but he was they don't have a burned stat, and that would have been um, also led the team. So, again, maybe it's just the weather, the opponent. I mean, he was lined up on the outside against somebody that's like five foot seven and a shifty character. So, I'm, I'm not sure. I know that they had, uh, what is it, Lanier? And uh, and you know this name better than I do. Number twelve um, was it? Lem oh, Watley. Lem Watley. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, we're playing considerably um, throughout the game in a rotation. Lanier's so, been playing a lot. He played a lot against Illinois too, um, and he's got a he got a busted up hand. So I'm surprised they're bringing him out there as much as they are. Um, I'm trying to see if he even made the stats. A lot of people wouldn't notice him. I mean, Lewis Moore's been playing a little bit. The transfer from the Texas Junior College. When you're no defensive recorded stats from what I can see, which is great. I was going to say as a corner, that's not a bad thing. No, that's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, I mean, again, our our best player, probably overall talent wise, probably Taiwan Mullen, two tackles. And that's, that's fine. Nothing else. No passes defended. When you're on an Island, you're not going to get the ball thrown at you, but either way, when you're on an Island, you might want to wear a tank top. You want to know where you can get a tank top from Mullen on track club. Um, not only are they Indiana's running brand, but they also have a sick store full of sick goods, hoodies. That's coming up. Today was a little hoodie day. Had a little quarter zip on at work. Uh, they've got shirts. They've got tanks. Whatever you guys run in. If anybody listens to this that runs, I don't know, pennies or whatever they're called. They've got those. They've got koozies for your beers at the tailgates. Uh, as a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO0 at checkout. I'm sorry, LEO10, LEO10 at checkout to get 10% off back to the show. Seth, let's revisit uh, predictions. Tell me how you're going to convince me that Brandon won and I didn't this week. Tell me. I mean, you won the away side. Seth, Seth had a W at 45, 13, Brandon 48 to 10, me 52 to 10. I guess Seth wins because he's the closest on both scores. 35, 22, Seth had 45, 13, (laughs) Okay, I'm just trying to think. If we would have had another 13 points, Brandon would have had that right in the bag. Plus uh-huh, two more extra uh-huh. points had we not gone for two. That's four. okay. That's 50. So I would have had it. I'm just glad okay, it took him it. him going across the pond to get me to win one of these games. You but won last whatever. week. You nailed it last week, you, I think, right? Or no, tried. we tied. Yeah, we, we tied. tied. We did tie. Yeah. Which is still the most respect you've ever given me on a on a revisit predictions. Well, when I'll we win, it. when we win, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you do whatever you want. You know, I don't, I don't right. care. So, all right, let's. Um, Are you gonna let me reach into my sack? Reach into your sack, yeah. 
All right. I have spent four shows talking Idaho Vandal football. Can we please bury this forever? There's no Idaho matchup that I have to prepare for in like 2026, right? No. I can I can done. I can scrub this forever. Okay. We're done. Now, granted, I'm assuming if there is another one, which I have a pretty good idea. I think like Charlotte's probably like the next non-con or something that we've got. I know we've got Charlotte down the road at some point. We've got Louisville next year, I think. Um that's fine. I can work up content for that. That's yeah, 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 Char- yeah, Charlotte's cool. Charlotte's right. terrible, by the way. Not the city. <laughs> the team is awful. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we're good. But if another one does come up, hopefully, I guess, as I said, hopefully it's at Kibby. I will make a trip out to Kibby for that. So, all right, what's up? Uh, shout outs to Taiwan Mullen and Jacques Smith for giving gear to my nephew after the game. Always cool. Always want to shout out guys being good. Um, sorry for not tweeting in the first half. I t- my fingers were so waterlogged that I yeah. couldn't access my phone. Seth was in a, a cutoff t-shirt and <laughs> basketball shorts, I believe. Um, it was it was raining pretty good uh, in the first half, and we made a, a very conscious decision, Seth, that mm-hmm. you missed right before like the hard rain came down pregame. I had usually I pack up about an hour before kick. There was a guy across from us, and I knew the game had been delayed. There was a guy across from us, came over as we were packing up. He goes, hey, did you know kickoff got delayed by 30 minutes? I was like, yeah. Did you know it's about ready to go nuts in just a minute? So I pack everything up, throw it in the back of the van. We sat in the van for a good 45 minutes, walked in just around opening kick. Um, Man, it, it was crazy to see how many people just immediately left as soon as the rain really started coming down. Like, didn't even go into the stadium just packed up their cars, took off. Um, I don't blame them, you know, but it is what it is. So, uh, okay. And I just want to give uh, my nephew and I credit. We're the only two who stayed not only the entire game. Well, we, we got there with like what, seven minutes left in the first quarter, but um, st- didn't go underneath the stands at all. So, you know, yeah, good for you guys. S- soft ass Homer. Um, was, <laughs> uh, was, was that the worst weather game you've seen? In person, no. What, what was worse? I can't Virginia, two thousand six, eighteen, two thousand. Yeah, because Chelsea was very. My wife was very pregnant. Um, the. I mean, I'm talking. I'm talking. I went into that game with golf rain pants on, rain jacket, poncho, hat, everything. It poured the entire game. It was a very, a very good one. Okay. So, so there were no breaks. Okay. No, I was trying to think of how it could have been worse, but if there was there no been breaks, some worse right. ones, uh, Michigan, I was in Michigan and in Ann Arbor, uh, 2013, probably, I think it was 2013. It was uh, a lot of like spit snow, windy, you know, just what you would imagine Ann Arbor night game would be. <laughs> um, anything else that was bad. Well, I'll say something that was bad. So. Um, you mentioned this last week, mm-hmm. uh, but it was my first game. That audio system is not good. Well, it's it's echoey and like garbled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something's got to be done. It has to sound good somewhere. Maybe it sounds good. <laughs> at the, like, I'm serious. Maybe it sounds good midfield, like where the press box is at. And maybe it gets, maybe there's some sort of, uh, is it physics, I guess, with with audio and stuff like maybe in the in the north end zone, 
by the time it gets down there and it swirls or whatever and but like there are giant speakers on the field you can see them on the field in the north end zone they use them during pregame why are we not using them ever like it doesn't and then it sounds almost like you can hear tom allen going what's the finisher it's just like it's like you only get like parts of it and it's l eager just like it's the weirdest thing i said i was going to file an official complaint last week i forgot this is my reminder to you i'm going to try to do it i'm going to try to do it i'll see what i can do Speaking of reminders to you, AJ Thomas, yeah, AJ three-star Thomas, edge rusher from Louisiana, committed. Yeah, new commit. He's not. Uh, he's not going to. He's not going to get you off your seat looking at him uh, without diving into his tape. Um, looks good. Big guy off the edge, quick. Um, should be a good pass rusher. Um, tape looks good. Plays at a good high school in Louisiana. Um, not overly recruited. I think it was between Tulane and Louisiana Tech. Is that it? For the last three? I think that was right. Yeah, so he's been a target for a while. Um, I believe he was a former Louisiana Tech commit and then decommitted and, and opened it back up. But um, I like him. I like him. Again, I'm not, I know I'm not going to get a bunch of people jumping out of their seats and, and going nuts listening to me talk about him, so it's fine. All right. Well, this is something I'm going to get out of my seats and get nuts about. They played pink houses between the third and the fourth quarter. They make it a thing. Students sing along. Make it a cool thing, please. Again, you listen to so me good. once. Do it. Just, just do it. Anything. Pink houses. Jack and Diane. Either one of those two. It uh, makes so much sense. Yes. Continue to do that, please. Okay. Final statements, and then we'll get out of here. What do you got? All right. I really like how they're using players situationally to maximize their talents. McCulley running routes and goal line quarterback. We didn't talk about that at all, but wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, Lucas and Cooper, you know, the freshman returning kicks. Lucas had a really nice return. I think it was about 40 yards, 39, 40 yards. Um, and defensively, they're playing about 30 guys. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of dudes. And there was the guy I mentioned to you a couple times. I'm like, who the hell is 43 on defense? We've never talked about him, never heard his name. And he's out there running what I think was an outside linebacker bull. Maybe he was even a nickel at one point. Um, but they're just plugging in guys and they're doing a really good job of putting him in situations to, you know, to be effective. And, you know, as, as a player, you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. The guy you're talking about is walk on freshman, Matt Holt. Thank you. Out of Greenwood, uh, 6'2", 222, number 43. He's got a tackle on the season, I think, so far. I don't think you'll see him a lot more than what we've seen. Maybe. You'll see him on the, on the coverage team, certainly. You'll see him. But yeah, that was... yeah, yeah, you'll see him there. But, yeah, I, I don't think so. And, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, we knew that they'd be using a lot of depth on defense. I think they're testing a lot of these people out. You know, you get four games, so – um use them wherever you can use them i think lewis moore is going to be used a little bit more number 20 um again the junior college transfer out of texas oh and bryson bonds got a lot of play too bryson bonds, he was rotating in safety yeah, another texas kid um yeah i think you'll see a lot of those a lot of those players here soon um i don't have anything else to add uh other than make sure you check out the the pod on twitter it's at podcast leo be sure to download, rate, review, follow, all of that stuff. Just do it. If you guys follow us already on any of the stuff, unfollow, follow again. Rate us, 
review us, whatever. Um, you know, sorry about last week. It was not my fault. I promise you it was not on me. Apple listeners. That's not me. That was a, a posting issue, but we got it fixed right before the game. So um, be sure to check this one out. This will be out just in time for you guys to get ready for us to record again um, <laughs> and talk Hilltoppers. So uh, we love you guys. Elio. Elio. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.